Hi, everyone, and welcome to McCabe Kerwood's Trial by Podcast. You're listening to episode 29 of our podcast series. Today's podcast looks at cease and desist orders, what they are, what they do, and how to get one. I'm Emma Connolly, here with my colleague, Talia Mason. Hi, everyone. And yes, as well as looking at what a cease and desist letter and order is, we're also going to delve into some recent case law involving popular burger chains and their use of cease and desist letters. So, Talia, before we get into some case law, can you start off by telling our listeners what a cease and desist order is? Absolutely. A cease and desist letter is actually the preliminary step taken in relation to a cease and desist order. Its purpose is to inform another party to stop an activity when a party has infringed or breached another's rights. These are typically used to protect trademark rights, copyrights, and any other rights under contract. They can also be used to stop defamatory conduct. Emma, how much do you know about the purpose of a cease and desist letter? Yeah, so a cease and desist letter typically has three purposes. Firstly, to alert the party that has committed the breach that they have infringed on another's rights. Secondly, to require that party to cease and desist from the activity that they are engaging in, which has caused this breach. And lastly, to alert the infringing party that there may be a legal claim in relation to their actions, including a damages claim. Should the matter then progress to legal proceedings, the letter may be relied upon in court. Talia, do you want to tell us more about what happens with this process and how the letter evolves into a cease and desist order? So once legal proceedings have been commenced, a cease and desist order is a formal instruction from the court to a party to stop or refrain from doing something. They operate as a temporary injunction before a trial commences. Once the matter is heard by the court, the court may grant a permanent injunction against the party to refrain from doing something indefinitely. Cease and desist orders may also specify the action that needs to be taken by a person to remedy the situation. So would it be correct to say that cease and desist orders are commonly used in the same context as cease and desist letters? Yeah, that's correct. Cease and desist orders are typically only issued in special circumstances. This is because they require an order to be made by the court before the matter goes to trial. Before such an order is made, the court must consider the potential harm to both parties. This involves an assessment of the harm to the person seeking the order if it is refused in comparison to the harm to the person whom the order is sought against. It also assesses the strength of the cases of each party and whether the court is able to monetarily compensate the harm to the party seeking the order. Let's move on to how cease and desist orders are made. Before court proceedings are commenced, parties should attempt to first send a cease and desist letter as a preliminary step to inform the other party to stop the activity that is infringing or breaching their rights. In some circumstances, a well-worded cease and desist letter can be effective enough to resolve a dispute and to avoid costly and time-consuming legal proceedings. In the event that a matter cannot be resolved by way of letter, a cease and desist order is made by filing proceedings to make a claim for breach of your rights. This will require all relevant information relating to the alleged breach to be filed, including any failed cease and desist letters. Where the court grants a cease and desist order, it will be legally binding and enforceable under the law. Moving on to case law, Talia, can you tell us the background of the decision in the In-N-Out Burgers case? Yeah. So most recently and notably in Australia was the case of In-N-Out Burgers Incorporated and Hashtag Burgers Proprietary Limited. Whilst most Australians may not know the name hashtag burgers, they are most likely familiar with the American burger chain In-N-Out. In this case, hashtag burgers was accused of deliberately appropriating In-N-Out's trademark. 
whilst an overseas brand, In-N-Out holds several Australian trademark registrations. Amongst these registered trademarks are its name and two burger names, Animal Style and Protein Style. So having had a presence in America since 1948, In-N-Out has operated over 300 restaurants in the USA and regularly holds pop-up events in other countries around the world, including Australia in January 2012 and March 2018. Yeah, they are a pretty prominent global brand. What about Hashtag Burgers? Well, Hashtag Burgers is an Australian company which has permanent restaurants and similar to In-N-Out has had pop-up stores which have gone under the names Funkin' Burgers and Down-N-Out. They sound very similar. So In-N-Out issued a cease and desist letter to stop Hashtag Burgers infringing on some of their trademarks. That's right. So in June 2015 and January 2016, Hashtag Burgers held pop-up events under Funkin' Burgers branding, selling Down-N-Out burgers, including one named Animal Style, and opened a restaurant using Down-N-Out branding. The logos for In-N-Out and Down-N-Out shared several distinctive elements, and the court submissions and evidence actually included emails from within Hashtag Burgers requesting the design of their logos to be similar to In-N-Out's logo. So In-N-Out served Hashtag Burgers with a cease and desist letter in June 2016, requesting that they change their branding and burger names to avoid people mistakenly believing that the two entities were related. Although Hashtag Burgers denied using the animal style and protein style names and were of the view that the name and logo of Down and Out was not an infringement, they did remove some of the common elements from their signage. The matter went to court, so obviously this wasn't enough to resolve the dispute. Unfortunately, no. Despite these changes, In-N-Out Burgers commenced legal proceedings claiming trademark infringement, misleading or deceptive conduct and passing off. In-N-Out Burgers was successful with these causes of actions against hashtag burgers. So In-N-Out Burgers did not feel the need to pursue a cease and desist order once the proceedings were commenced? No. Had hashtag burgers not made the minimal changes to their logo and branding following the receipt of the cease and desist letter, then a cease and desist order may have been pursued to minimise In-N-Out's reputational damage and infringement of trademarks, but in this case it wasn't utilised. That sounds really interesting. Are there any other cases at the moment where a cease and desist order might be useful? Well, it's funny you say that. Just a few weeks ago, on the 28th of August, McDonald's Asia-Pacific actually filed a claim against Hungry Jack's for infringing on its Big Mac trademark by making and marketing a burger entitled The Big Jack. So has a cease and desist order been made in this claim? Well, not that we know of yet, but it also is not known publicly whether a cease and desist letter was previously sent or whether McDonald's will apply for a cease and desist order when the matter comes before the court. So watch this space. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Trial by Podcast. Remember that if you do have any questions or have another topic in mind that you would like us to discuss on a future episode of Trial by Podcast, you can reach out to us at www.mccabecurwood.com.au. Thanks for listening, everyone.